just wanted to drop a quick note here at the beginning of episode one. Not only are you going to get episode one, but you're also going to get two, three, and four. And you're going to get a couple of thought work short episodes in between. That way, you can start this new year off right. So if you're listening to this in the future, hey, any time of year is a great time to start thought work and to really start looking at what changes you can make and what changes your brain is stopping you from making. But right now, right here, at the beginning of episode one, it's January 1st, 2021. Hi, you're listening to Curiosity. I'm Carrie, and this is episode one, A Human Experience. A Navy SEAL once said, we never rise to the occasion, we sink to the level of our training, and that's why we train so hard. me, that is the most amazing approach to life ever. I may not be a Navy SEAL, but I've gotten a pretty good grasp of what a human experience is. I know with quite a bit of confidence that a human experience will always include comfort and discomfort, pain and joy. We can't really change what it means to be a human, but we can change how we experience our humanity. For me, the biggest shift in changing my experience of of being human was my introduction to the model. The model is a self-coaching tool that's taught by Brooke Castillo, but I don't even really use the full model all the time. I really focus on the first part of the model that she teaches. So we'll call it the half model. What the model lays out is that in our human experience, we're going to have a couple of things. We're going to have a circumstance. And from that circumstance, we're going to have a thought. That thought is going to trigger a feeling sensation. By feeling sensation, I mean what happens physiologically in your body when you have that thought. Most of the time, we'll condense all of those sensations to a single emotion word, like anxiety. So in learning this half model, I was really able to distinguish what a circumstance was. And that's something that I cannot control, something outside of me, a person, a natural disaster, a thing, a situation outside of me. And then notice the thoughts that I was having about it. Zero in on one thought and really focus on those physical sensations happening in my body. And by noticing those nuances, I was able to change a couple of words in my thought and change that emotion in my body. So I really do try to stick to explaining a feeling as that set of physical sensations um, like you would describe it to a doctor. 
the feelings and I'll go into it a little bit more in my emotional enrichment episode that I'm going to share with you guys. But uh, sometimes I slip. (laughs) But I think it's really important to maintain sort of a distinction just for conversation's sake. There's no scientific like backing to it. I just like the idea of feeling sensations in your body. But instead of every time I talk about anxiety, instead of listing the the sinking in your stomach and the sweaty palms and the the vibrations up and down your neck as your ears get hot or whatever anxiety feels like or shows up like for you, we can just shorten it to one emotion word, anxiety. So really with this half model, what I do is I just kind of look at the actions and I identify the results. I don't dwell there because the most important aspect of the half model is the distinguishment between a circumstance, something you can't control, and a thought, which is something you can control. And then by really understanding what those words have power over, you can change those words up and really maintain and manage and process your emotions. So I think that that is such a part of the human experience because it helps us keep a clear mind. It really establishes that emotion thought connection, which is everything in our lives. I dare you to find an instance where what you're thinking and what you're feeling aren't really connected and that you didn't act either to avoid a feeling or to go and, you know, chase a feeling. The model really allows for space and if you just kind of believe your thoughts on default, you'll find that you suffer more, way more than that's necessary. If you think that you are an angry person as opposed to notice that you're feeling angry today or that even better, you notice that you're having an angry thought and before it floods your system, you can actually take a minute and not react to that. It's, um, you know, you, you can really... You don't want to have like the power of positive thinking. You don't want to be happy all the time. I don't think it's a part of our human experience to feel happy or feel comfortable all the time. Without that contrast, we would have no idea what we're going for. You have to know what you don't want in order to know what you do want. And then to take it even one step further, You wouldn't want to be happy about every circumstance either. And so really clean pain is going to be the key. It's like stress is an emotion. And they say that stress kills us faster than a whole bunch of statistics. And I don't have those right in front of me right now. But I've heard more than once suggested that It's stressing out about stress maintenance that really is the problem.
because if you are so stressed out that you have to go home and go to bed at a certain time so that you're not stressed, it really defeats the purpose. So our human experience, we kind of layer those emotions on default. With my coaching and thought work, we peel back those layers and we find like the essence of your emotion and we engage in it and we use it to really inform us as to what emotions we want and and what a clean emotion feels like and to be able to be super proud of our reactions. So I'm going to go into that emotional side just a little bit more in the emotional enrichment episode, but emotions are such a part of our human experience. Of course, it's going to be a large part of what I talk about in this one. Um, The other part of our human experience is, you know, first we have to kind of accept what the human experience is. It's the fact that it's going to be pain and joy, discomfort and comfort. Um, It's that experience of our humanity. It is. You know, we're never really looking for the meaning of life. We're looking for all the meaning in our life. And with that, the other component to a human experience is once you kind of peel back some of the BS and you're able to make that space, you can begin to craft your experience. And so let's just take a minute and look at what crafting is. And I have this habit of having like... (laughs) like word trends (laughs) where I'll use a word in a lot of different instances because for some reason or another I just latch onto it and I love it and crafting is one of those words that I've really latched onto but the more I think about it and the more I look at all the ways that crafting has been used I think that crafting your human experience is such a powerful statement Because here's what crafting means. Crafting is like an intentional engagement. And and you use this artistry so that whatever you complete has like this aesthetic and usable aspect to it. And then you have to use ingenuity. What is ingenuity? It's the ability to create something with maybe not the perfect ingredients. And I think we can all agree that life doesn't always hand you perfect ingredients. The other aspect of the word craft, or another part of its definition, is the technical skills. So we can think all we want, And that's where it really starts. We need like this technical skill to go with our thinking. And that's what I build in my practice. But also, you need to be able to do some other technical skills and incorporate them into your crafting of your human experience. And so when you put those three elements together and call it craft, and then apply mastery to that craft... Can you imagine what you're going to be able to create in your life? I've been doing this for long enough that I know 
there is some amazing things that may not all show on the outside, but I'm an entirely different person because I invested in thinking, which I think is the highest form of self-care because from thinking comes everything else. Your ability to eat better, to exercise, to get your rest, to be more present. All of those things start in starts in between your ears. There's just no way around it. And so when you think self-care, I really want you to think thought work. <laughs> so, this is the end of episode 1. And they're going to be a little bit shorter because I'm practicing constraint. <laughs> And also, these first episodes have taken me so long to get out. And they're going to be the hardest ones to ever do because I want them to be the clearest. And if I go on a rambling tangent in episodes after this, I still want you guys to really see what the foundation is. And there will be rants and there will be tangents. All right. I hope you guys decide to kind of binge these, but if you want to space them out into one a day, they're still going to serve you. Happy New Year's everybody. for today. Until next time, get curious. Bye.